1: So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. (laughs) Hi, it's Nancy Uralt, and welcome to the show. I'm so excited. We have an awesome guest today, but I also like to start my show off with a story. And today, the story is called The Man Who Grew Thankful for His Memories. And here we go. Sit back and relax. The story is of a man who learned late in his life how precious our memories truly are, and this is what happened to a gentleman by the name of Lance P Lance was in his early twenties when he married the love of his life. Her name was Anne, and as he stood in the, and as they said in those times, the apple of his eye. They lived on a farm in rural America where Lance spent his days in the field farming corn and the nights his nights at school completing his degree. Well, five years passed rather quickly, and before he knew it, they had been blessed with two children and one on the way. During these early years, Lance recalls that there was much joy and laughter in the house. The family's weekends were filled with picnics and baseball games and croquet matches, riding bikes, skidding knees, barbecues, and catching lightning bugs at night. When he spoke with Lance, he said that fishing at their little pond in the summertime was one of his favorite memories as a kid. All three learned to bait a line, cast it into the lake, and catch a fish. He showed them the importance of respect for the animals, the land, and foremost, each other. In the winter months, as soon as the pond was frozen, they all joined together to slip and slide on the snow-covered water. And Lance recalls the year that Anne bought the entire family ice skates for Christmas. He said to me, I can still see the kids and Anne laughing and joking as they tried out their new gifts from Santa Claus. "'It was a time that was never forgotten by any of the family,' he said. "'He went on to tell me that the holidays were fun for them, as Anne loved a party. "'She planned each event with love and spice. "'She would add her special flair to each family gathering, "'and there were so many Halloween parties with homemade costumes "'that they put together days before the event. "'I can still remember decorating the house for the big night,' Lance said with a laugh.' Ann oversaw all birthday celebrations and somehow always pulled off a special day for each of us every year. Lance shared with with me that for many years he worked 12-hour days to accomplish his goal of providing plenty of wealth for his family. He explained to me that he missed numerous plays, awards, concerts, and sporting events of his children. Now he's in his late 80s and he's regretful of the choice to go after the money. He wished for more time with his family. He paused and then said to me in a whisper, "It's the most difficult in the mornings It's the qu- It's the quietness of the mornings he said that is deafening to me. He confessed, as I drink my coffee, my memories are all that I have left when I'm alone. His eyes Lit up when he began to tell me about his grandchildren and their visits, he explained he was creating new memories with them to fill the silence of his days. But when they fade, he said, I go back to the days when my kids were still at home laughing, playing, and my wife's smile lit up the room. Lance had a wonderful life with his wife and three great children who filled his heart and mind with happy memories of everyday life. His wife is gone now, and his children visit him often, as their busy schedules allow. But Lance expressed to me that his only regret was he had not spent more time with his kids. He said before he knew it, his children were grown up and gone. Lance said that even though he could not get the time back, he was grateful for the memories that he did have. He advised me to take the time to create many joyful memories in my lifetime and to spend time with my family. And I am grateful for his story and for his wise advice. Thank you, Lance P., for that. And now, today, we have a fabulous guest. I'm so excited. Joe McQuillan's here today. And let me give you a little background. Joe McQuillan has written a fabulous book. It's called My Search for Christopher on the Other Side. And um, we're going to talk a lot about that, but let me give you a synopsis of what the book is about, about. My Search for Christopher on the Other Side is an unforgettable book of a father's relentless love for his lost son It began on a freezing January morning in 2016. Joe McQuillan's life was turned inside out when he received a call that his son Christopher, along with three of his friends, were missing. They had been at a friend's lake house celebrating the end of a Christmas break from college, and sometime during the evening of revelry, the four young men jumped into a canoe, paddled out into the icy lake, capsized, and drowned. Christopher's body was recovered first and the other over the next several days. Thus began Joe's journey. ...through grief, awakening, discovery, and acceptance, as he, through mediums, research, and eventually direct communication, navigated his perso- personal bridge to the other side. And I'll tell you what I like about Joe so much, is that he's just a, he's a normal guy. And <laughs> Joe has been married for 27 years, he's the father of three children, um, and one on the other side. Joe is the youngest of 10 children, he's from an Irish Catholic family, and he's had two successful careers... He um as a heart of a blue collar kid from Buffalo, New York. He said he started as a salesman, spent 25 years in the automobile business, working his way up, and he is now a mortgage broker um with the Chicago Financial Service. Hey Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks Nancy, appreciate being uh I, yeah. I my one
0: my one question is you know, when you say he's just a normal guy, let's go with regular guy cuz I think my <laughs> wife my wife would object to the normal, guy normal? As a title. Normal? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's, remember, I communicate with my son who crossed over, so I'm really not sure
1: what normal is. Well, I communicate with people, too, so we're on the same level, you and sure. I. <laughs> Joe, and I just want to say I'm really sorry for your loss. Yeah, me too. Um, what a good-looking kid, man. Gorgeous. And, yeah, and I, I read the book, and I was like, wow, this guy is so cool. Um, tell us a little bit about Christopher. He
0: really was. He was just cool. He, you know what? And, and, and he was not an easy kid. You know, uh, my wife's writing a book about raising a challenging young lad who left a little too early, you know, but he wasn't an easy kid. And he literally got that, you know, he got that for me. You know, I, you know I'm 33 years sober. You know, I was a wild young lad myself. And so uh, but we really got each other. And, and here's the thing. We could barely get him to attend school on time, if at all. Yet when he was there, when he was 10, 9, 10 years old, he would leave class with a, a friend of his who had to inject insulin to help him inject insulin so he wasn't alone. So that was the kind of kid he was even then. He had a, he had he a, had heart. a huge, huge mm-hmm. heart. You know, and one great story that you read was, you know, we came, we had come back from a Christmas vacation and, and we got back Christmas Eve and I had, had both dinners planned. So Christmas night, uh, day, evening, uh, I was co- cooking a roast. And, we, and 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 uh, he came up and said, Dad, I need a couple of plates to go. He said, one of my buddies at the frat house couldn't get home, and he's home al- over there alone, and I can't let him do that. So we packed up a couple of uh, plates, a lot of them, and, uh, and he stopped at Walgreens to get him some, a cologne set, and off he went. Uh, and he got a few other local kids to come join him and so they could all have dinner together. And, if, and I questioned whether he was hustling me or not, because he would tend to do that. And was pretty <laughs> tough to get one over on me, but he was pretty good at it, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and so uh, in the wake, we had 2,000 people show up at his wake. We had to leave the, the, uh, the funeral home uh, open two extra hours so that everybody could come through. It was raining. It was cold. And 2,000 people made it through. And one of that young lad from the fraternity house came up to me and said, Mr. McHugh, I'm the guy Chris brought the dinner too. He wouldn't let me be alone. Oh. He said, I just wanted you to know that about your boy.
1: Wow. That is awesome. Yeah. You know, as I read the book, I, I'm so glad you wrote it. And let me tell you me too. my, th- Oh yeah. I mean, there are so many people out there. I'm intuitive. I don't know if you know that. I don't, yeah. I, yeah, but, and I talked to my sister, she's passed and I helped some people pass just so you know. And, um, but everybody makes this a weird thing, and it's not. And I think it's so cool you wrote the book. And I guess I say normal average guy because I want people to see, and I think Chris did, by encouraging you to write this book, that it's not weird to talk to somebody after they passed. And when you die, it's not a bad, scary thing. It's actually okay. I mean, you just go to another place. You know what I mean? And that's, I think... It's been so helpful, even for me reading it, To when when he talks about different things in heaven. And those are things I want to um, to ask you about. Right. So <clears throat> go ahead.
0: Sure. OK, um, he I don't we've got a little audio problem here. Can you hear me OK?
1: Oh, I can hear you fine.
0: OK, so, you know, I was I just got back yesterday from from Naples, Florida, where his godmother, my sister, Marcia, is transitioning Right. But, you know, and we got to spend some time together. And he said, "Look, Dad, I'll be uh, you now. I'll be with her when she crosses. You know, the, the minute she steps across, I'll be there." And because I'm from a, a big Irish Catholic family, you know, four of my siblings are already over there, or three of my siblings are already over there. And uh, right. and and so uh, the the you know, my brother or my son said, "You know, my brother Jerry, your brother Jerry's going to be there. Billy, Bobby." You know, Pat will be there. They'll greet her when she crosses, you know, so well,
1: tell the audience. And I, I need to back up a little bit. When sure. Chris crossed and, and you went to see some mediums, can you kind of tell the audience um, how you realized? Because I read it. I read the book, but um, how that somebody was there for him when he crossed. Can you kind of okay. give that? Yeah. yeah. Let's start with flashback 16 years. I was you know, on some
0: spiritual search. And so I, I thought, hey, you know, somebody talked about this medium. I said, that'd be interesting. So I went and saw this medium around 2000, and it was all pretty mundane. Not a whole lot of new info. Um, and, and I'm kind of looking at the clock because the ADD is kicking in now, you know. And, uh, and then she said, your dad's here. And, and, and he's holding a caboose, and he's say, telling you railroad, that you know it's him. Now, we were a railroad family. My old man spent 40 years on the railroad, most seniority between Buffalo and Syracuse. Every boy. All five of us worked on the railroad during college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had spent evenings on cabooses with my dad. When I was a little kid, he was a yardmaster. I'd be up in the in the railroad tower with the old man. And uh, and so we were a railroad family. Every family has a culture, right? right, you know, your, right. I, love a I love trains. it. I love
1: trains. I love trains. I yeah, do, so too. That's so cool.
0: <laughs> Over my shoulder, there's some baseball caps on top, and it's a Canadian Pacific Railroad Lantern. I'm, awesome. I'm a train guy. I'm a blue-collar guy at heart, right? So... The old man didn't say anything, didn't give, me the, didn't give me the secrets to the universe. He just wanted me to know he was there, and that was it. And I didn't need that for another 16 years when Christopher crossed over, and I reached out to that same medium who had since relocated by a phone, and it started the connection. And it was great, and we did this for a few months going forward. And then I wanted to see, look in somebody's eyes as they looked at my son. And that's that's what brought me to the next level, and I've seen a whole bunch of wonderful, wonderful mediums. Um, and so you're right, I'm a great ambassador for this because I'm a boots on the ground kind of guy.
1: Be right back. We'll talk some more.
2: Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com dot com, to book your first thirty minute coaching session for free to get you on your high road.
3: The official 4th of July party was held at the White House in 1801. But did you know that countries other than the U.S. celebrate American Independence Day or July 4th? Denmark, Italy, Portugal, and England all have 4th of July parties. In fact, the British celebrate their independence with Bunkers and Fizz gigs, otherwise known as firecrackers, just like in America. Squib is slang for an electric match used in pyrotechnics. Our dog celebrates July Fourth every year the same way, by cowering under the bed. Many European celebrations take place, of course, at American military bases. I'd like to send a special thanks to all our armed forces stationed around the world for everything you do to provide freedom and independence to America. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
2: We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road.
1: Hey, welcome back to High Road to Humanity. And we're here with Joe McQuillan, and he's written a wonderful book, My Search for Christopher on the Other Side. And Joe, where can people buy your book? Is it Amazon and all those good yeah. places?
0: Like Amazon.com and, and it's in Kindle edition. It's in print and it just came out in Audible that you can get okay. through Amazon or through Audible.com. Now, the crazy thing about that is I'm pretty Audible. I, I, I listen to books on, I, I'm in my, my Jeep all the time working and, uh, and, and so I, I love listening to downloaded books. So I was very nervous. I knew the book was great. I I, I love that book. Chris Chris was with me through every keystroke, every paragraph. So in all humility, I can say this is the best book ever written on the subject. You know, because you can understand it, and right. it's from my son. And right. and but when I, w- I was nervous about the audible part and it came it came through cuz i didn't have a choice of who was going to read it or the inflections in the voice it was terrific uh-huh. so, so you it, did it, it you did it no, yourself or did someone it. else do? No, no. oh, i i, okay. never, I didn't give, i didn't have the option and the truth of the matter okay. is i didn't want to you know okay. i'm not a trained orator i don't want to screw up my book
1: oh no, you no, know, it was wonderful but yeah
0: no no i'm he, saying audibly on the right, audible deck
1: right right so well, but you it started turned to- out great it turned out wonderful, and the book, and, and I'd love to hear the audio part, too, and I think that'd be good for people who don't read and, and drive in their car and could listen right. to too. You started to tell me a story before, uh, on the break, and I said, no, wait and share it with the people. So go ahead and tell me what oh, you were going to so talk about. The first about couple
0: there. nights after Christopher crossed over, I mean, of, of course, it was just black. Our heart was broken, and uh, we had a bunch of details to put together, which we, you know— Michael's, or Christopher's godfather, Michael, was with me the entire time that he flew back from a vacation. We started with the, all of the details, the burials, the receptions, the, all of it, right? And mm-hmm. family coming in and out. And I would get on my knees at night because I do. And I get on my knees at night, and every night I thank God, higher power, God, whoever you want to call. Put a name on him. It's good with me. But I would thank him for my family and for keeping me sober. But I would say to him, but I'm P.O. I want you to know something. I'm grateful for what you. Give me. But you took my kid. So I'm a little PO. So this happened about three nights in a row. On the fourth night, I laid down and and I would run around so much that I could pass out at night. And, And I laid down and I got a message. And it literally was from a loving God that said, look, I didn't take your kid. You know, your son's free will and recklessness caused him to come home early. And I welcomed him. But I didn't take him. You know, mm. and he said, and remember, I lost a son, too. Yeah. So at that point, I knew that God wasn't a chess master moving things around to make me pay for my sins of my past. Right. But he was a loving father helping me through these free will choices that we all have. Right. You know, and, and my, my faith got even deeper then.
1: Yeah. And I, and I can tell that, you know, and and you talk about um him. Contacting you. When's the you, so you went to a medium pretty soon after his death, or when was your first contact with Chris?
0: Yeah, it was days, and it was probably too soon. And they tell me that you know, there's a lot of rules over there that you try to figure out as you go, right? Right. Like, oh, wow. You know, I've got a great book called You know, Comple- you know, complete it, c- complete idiot guide to contacting spirits. You know, you trying to <laughs> you grab. You know, I, I, you know, uh, crossing over by uh, Mitter. You know, I've been. I'm. They're sitting on my desktop, and and I would research and read. I wanted to learn as much as I could and what the rules are. Well, he came through pretty strong with the mediums, and mm-hmm. she told us about what happened. Told us about stuff, and, and that nobody else knew. And and so I knew that he would, and she said, "Look, this is amazing for somebody who transitioned this soon. He's an old soul." And I wanted to know what an old soul was, you know. So I researched right. the old soul. Right. You know, the one thing I wanted to know about but couldn't figure out was space time continuum. So everybody's on their own with that one. I have no idea what that means. But okay. you know, so I started researching and started re- reaching out to mediums. And you know, you can't do it every day, even though your heart's broken every day. You know, nothing's. Right. Change from Thursday to Saturday, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. But I, I we did a few times over the first few months, and then I wanted to go. I wanted to go to a local medium, and I uh, went online and looked up, uh, uh, you know, the medium ratings. You know, Bob, Bob Osborne, who who wrote a wonderful book, actually has. And I didn't. Sub, you know, it was only subsequently that I knew that I read his book, and then he was the guy who rated these mediums. So I looked up one in Illinois. It was twenty minutes from my house, and yeah. Okay. And so I decided to go check him out. I wanted to look in the face of somebody looking in my son. Right. Okay. So I wanted somebody who was clairaudient, uh, claircognizant, um, you know, uh, you know, clairvoyant who could see. And so, you know, I walk in and the morning before I went and saw him, I was seeing him at eleven thirty or something. I stopped at my son's grave, and I do that all the time. I'm in his grave all the time, and it's not some sad, maudlin thing where a guy feeding pigeons. Isn't that sad? You know, that's just where the energy is great, where we can connect. You know, Thomas John, this world famous medium, said to me, I tell parents all the time, don't go to the grave. I'm telling you, it's a great place for you and your son to connect, so keep going, you know? Okay. So that morning, I went there and I planted shamrocks around his grave. Now, this is June um, 30th, but the reason there was still a loose dirt around his grave is because i moved him one grave over because i got mad yeah. about the location so I, and I, just, I
1: read that <laughs> yeah. i just
0: heard from tony russo i talked to her a great medium more, uh, amazing i talked to her the other night and she said "You know, chris says th- you know, she hadn't read the book she know who i was she said chris says thanks for moving me it made a difference you know oh, so wow. i i planted all these shamrocks and uh before i left the house i r- went in my drawer and took out a Leather bracelet that he gave me when he was five, maybe. At, at, we were visiting uh, Disney World. And it said dad and had Goofy on the clasp. Well, so he must have had his mom buy it and he said, he gave it to me. So I put it in there. I loved it. Uh-huh. And so I put it on under my shirt, under the cuff. I walked in and, and Andrew Anderson, the medium, said to me, you know, Chris is here. He looks like Brad Pitt. He's gorgeous. He drowned in cold water. He said He's, he, he acknowledges that you planted something today yeah. in his grave. And he acknowledges you're wearing a bracelet he gave you. And I was hooked. It was like, you know, my wife didn't know I was at the grave that day. The only person who was wow. at the grave that day was Chris, right? right? So at that point, I said, okay, buckle up. This stuff's for real. I want more.
1: Right, right. At one point, and you talk in the book about, um, you start to write. And I've done this too, but I want you to tell the audience how it happened. You sat down with a piece of paper. You had a special pen that you talk about, <laughs> and you started to communicate with Chris. Can you talk about that? Because yeah. a lot of everybody can do this, right, Joe?
0: Every, here, I mean, everything yes. I'm doing, and I'm just scratching the surface, right? Okay. And they're really good mediums, and I still see mediums. You know, somebody new, somebody different, somebody somebody recommends. I go see them, uh, and they're like relief pitchers or chefs, right? Some of them are really good, and some of them have off days, right? But right. you know. But my son's a pretty strong character. He's got a pretty strong spirit, so he, it's pretty unusual not for have him come through and validate for sure. Mm-hmm. So a year in, so he he he, he crossed on January third, two thousand sixteen.
1: Right.
0: So the anniversary of his crossing, January second. You know, uh, at three o'clock in the morning. So it's January third then, right? I get up now. I've been it's been not unusual for me to get up in the middle of the night, three o'clock in the morning. I assume it's because when he crossed. But it's also, it also turns out that I've learned that that's when spirits are most active, between three and four. I didn't
1: know yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I did know that, and I don't know why. Has anybody ever said, to, is it the energy at, at that point? I, Here's the reason I, that is. The, okay.
0: The, the biggest animal in the on the planet is like the blue whale. And the only thing it can eat is the smallest plankton. Do you know why that is? No. Because that's the way it is. Yeah, so I have no idea why three and four is their time,
1: <laughs>
0: but it is You're their a great time.
1: Great job. Well, and I know that too, and I've been told that, but I'm like, why? Why is that? You know, because there's some rules on the other side. <laughs> I know. We're privy
0: to as we move along. I, you know, I thought it had to be. I really did. I thought it had to do with the time, and it could be a combination of both. But yeah. three o'clock is the time. Uh-huh. So I've been, I'd been getting up that year, coming in and meditating, yeah. lighting some sage, lighting a candle. Putting a couple of pictures out of him, mm-hmm. and 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 saying, you know, breathe in seven seconds, breathe out. You know, I learned some. You know, got a chakra chart so I knew how to align my
1: chakras. God bless you. You're doing yeah. it.
0: Yeah, look at it. <laughs> Trust me. You know, these five years ago I was aligning my chakras. Right now I, you are. That's awesome. Now I am because anything that allows me to get close, I'm in. Right.
1: And so but look, but look and I don't mean to interrupt you go but ahead. man I mean it's changed you oh, this completely. changed you you're like completely. such a whole you're a whole different person because of this yeah. experience Now
0: I got to tell you sobriety brought me a bit of a spirituality and a kindness that okay. was never in my DNA okay. before right, right. Um, but it was a lot of that was dormant and then this this Walking back and forth to the other side, you know, on his in on his turf sometimes changed mm-hmm. me completely. You know, my priorities are completely changed. I, I have, I don't know if I did before, but I have zero fear of death. You know, I said okay. to my sister, Marsha, who's a couple of days most from crossing, and they adored each other. I mean, like, if, if, other than my wife and I, Chris loved Marsha most. You know, she mm-hmm. and she just complete, just like me. She loved us when we weren't even lovable. You know, she loved us when it wasn't easy to love us. <laughs> yeah. and complete acceptance. And he's promised that she'll cross. And I've said to her, you know, part of me, and I've got work to do. You know, I've, the woods are lovely, dark and deep, but I promise to keep miles to go before I sleep and miles to go before I sleep. So I've got work to do with this book, Reaching Parents Who've Lost Kids. I've got a lot of stuff to do. But I said, Marsha, part of me is a little, you know, jealous because. At one point in the next couple of days, you're going to close your eyes and wake up with Christopher hugging you. You know, yeah. you know, and Bobby, Billy get to see Jerry, get to see Pat, get to see Carrie. And your know? so
1: brothers and sisters,
0: brothers and sisters are all on the other side, you know, okay. and, and one was a niece, you know, who okay. you know, has come through. And actually, she you, you brought this up earlier. I've been told by a handful of mediums that she greeted and helped him cross over. And he okay. actually said, "Carrie, I don't get it." Her name was Carrie Ryan. Okay. There's no she, when she died. Her name, married name was Van Cott. She was born Ryan because it was my sister's daughter, and he had, she had married Pat Ryan. Uh, married uh, not, um, Pat Ryan, and so um, um, so he, she's you know he, she's come through a number of times, and we've always been told that she was the one. Or or Pat and Mary, or Jimmy Rang, Excuse me. That Pat is the one, or that uh, Amy uh, carries the one that greeted him when he crossed and brought him around, brought him over to everybody else. And when she died, she died of an aneurysm in two thousand twelve. Okay. And uh, when she died, he stayed behind to babysit her two boys. She had two adopted Korean boys. While her husband and and the family arranged for for childcare because he was working. And you know, so my my nineteen year old kid. Stayed home in Buffalo and became Mr. Mom for two That's months. Awesome. That's so awesome. so she repaid him by helping him cross over, you know. And we wonderful names, dates, you know. Thomas John said Carrie, Carrie was there. She left two kids, Ryan and Alex. She died in two thousand twelve or thirteen of an aneurysm. You can't connect those dots, kiddo. They don't exist. Right. They only exist on the other side.
1: That's great, you know. And you talk a lot about well, Chris tells us about heaven, and yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so and I've heard, of course, a lot about heaven from other books. But <clears throat> what I'm hoping is um, that you will enlighten us and and tell us some of the things that Chris has told you about heaven, because um, it's just magical. He's happy over there from what yeah. I can see.
0: Yeah. He, you know, he's the smartest guy in the room There, I went. We went and once again, I keep popping with this guy, Tom. We went and saw him with 75 people. And he said, you know, and, and he named four of my siblings and Carrie said, they just keep popping up in this room. He said, frankly, your family kind of scares me. And he was looking at the other side of the room. Then he came over, and he said, who's got an older brother, Jerry? And I raised my hand. Then he ran through the names, all of
1: them. Wow. And,
0: and so they were all, and he said, and Chris is making bunny ears behind Pat's head. <laughs>
2: you know? We'll talk more when we come back. To humanity, but make sure that you subscribe to the podcast.
0: It's Marginal.
1: <laughs>
3: Okay, ladies, listen up. Did you know recent studies are suggesting that women with skinny waists but sizable hips are smarter than other women? Scientists at the University of Pittsburgh and the University of California gave cognitive tests to a group of 16,000 women and girls of different body types and found the women with the greatest hip-to-waist proportions scored higher. Hmm, I guess that would make me a walking encyclopedia Britannica. Now, hold on, that doesn't mean it's okay for us to be a powder pigeon. That's another name for a woman whose sizable hips can take up a whole supermarket aisle. Research suggests that the fat around fuller hips and thighs holds higher levels of omega-3 fatty acids, which helps the brain. I'm not sure if I would rather be able to do the Sunday crossword puzzle or get into those jeans I bought 10 years ago. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
2: We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road.
1: Welcome back, and today we are blessed to have a wonderful guest, and his name is Joe McQuillen, and he's written a fabulous book. It's called My Search for Christopher on the Other Side, and Joe's been talking about Christopher and talking about his passing, and I asked him about the um, automatic, you, what do you call it? Do you call it a automatic spirit writing? It's writing. Spirit not writing.
0: automatic writing. I didn't okay. know it was an automatic writing until I was almost done with the book.
1: Uh, okay, can you kind of give sure. our audience a little, yeah, so here's a little bit a, of information, yeah.
0: I'm waiting. It, it's the first anniversary, and it's 3 o'clock in the morning. And I did all my pregame rituals. And I had been to a couple of spirit circles or small groups. And and I got it with Andrew and with a, with Sherry Jewell, who's a, a doll and a great medium. I don't like small groups. You know, I like spirits, but I like people. You know what I mean? So when mm-hmm. somebody's trying to claim my son or... My niece, I get you know. It's like you know, shut up. You know, that's not yours. (laughs) That's mine. Go away now. So I'm willing to pony up a little extra for the one-on-ones, so that I can deal with spirit and and you know the person who's the the generator. You know, the medium. So so I'm up at three o'clock in the morning, and I know you know, the next day this come this day. You know, because it's after midnight, it's going to be difficult. It's the first year of his crossing. You know, we're going to go to the grave. You know, it's I took the day off, of course. So I started doing all the meditation things and all of a sudden I just get a message in my head and coincidentally, which there is no coincidence. We laughed about that early on my pen was, uh, or on my desk was a legal pad and, and, a, a, a big velocity pen that I got from Andrew when I was taking some notes. So I buy these now by the dozen, right? Cause I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And right. the same thing, same thing with the, you know, it's a, I, I use a staples, uh, with a certain logo their, yeah. their, their, their legal path, but well, cause that was on my desk. So I picked it up and I got a message I said, Hey dad, this is great. This is beautiful. This is like a summer night walking on a beach. It's blue, it's green. It's, there's a breeze, but it's love breeze, you know? And it was like, wow. And I just started writing and I wrote for a half hour, you know? And then he just said, Hey, going back now, I'm going to tell you something. I had no idea what to do with this. I didn't know what this was. Um, I didn't know if it was me convincing myself, you know, that I still had this connection. I didn't know. I had a bunch of that year. I was blessed with a bunch of good medium visits. So I knew he was on the other side. I didn't know he'd choose me to give to give his words to. So one of the things he said to me is, hey, be nice to Scotty. I loved him and he loved me. He was just being him.
1: And Scotty was.
0: Scotty's parents owned the lake house where he drowned. Wasn't oh, his God. fault. Wasn't anybody's fault. I okay. I need to blame every somebody, and God was off the. You know, he was off the hook. <laughs> you did not want to blame God, so. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I would have, but you know what I mean. I think my old <laughs> man just made peace with them after forty years. So anyhow, <laughs> so, I, so in my heart, I, you know, now uh, I knew this statement didn't originate with me, Nancy, because I wasn't ready to let go of that resentment. Mm-hmm. So, and I said, okay, Chris, sure, anything for you. Besides, when am I going to have to? Forgive Scotty. When am I going to see him? Right. Yeah. Twelve hours later, oh, at, the, into him. at the grave, 30 people, 30 of his friends showed up at the grave. And he was there. He came and embraced me. He was crying and he was sorry. It wasn't his fault. They loved each other. Right. Yeah. So I knew that message didn't come from me, Nance, because I didn't want to let go of that. He, he told me one other time in a different reading. He said, you know, what, Dad, life should be more like a canoe going through, you know, going down a river. I'm never going to use an analogy of a canoe. That's not a positive vision for me. Right. Right, But he but he would. Right. And he did. So I knew it didn't come from me. You know, I've taken my writings to to mediums and they said, oh, no, that's that's Chris coming through. Don't doubt it. Quit it. You know, so that was the automatic writing session that continues to this day um, three or four times a month. I'll get I'll get the, the, the wake up call. And a couple times I get it, and just too tired to get. I'm getting old, man. Getting too tired to get in bed. <laughs> oh, and you're then, not
1: that that old. Come on.
0: I get the yeah. I'm on my last dog and my last pair of skates. So, so, <laughs> so you know, I still get the call, and I still did, and it's still enlightening, amazing stuff that he's telling me. And he describes, and what he tells me about heaven. I know you wanted to touch base on this.
1: Yeah, I do. What he
0: tells me about heaven is that where, where we are is boot camp, right? It's like three day football practice. Mm-hmm. And heaven's a, a beach bungalow on Maui. You do what you want. You know, it's Jimmy Buffett music. It's umbrella drinks. It's walking on the surf. It's doing what you want. And he's with the McQuillans. He's with my family all the time. You know, I saw a medium that walked out of 100 people, walked up to me and said, you know, your, your dad's here with your son, Chris, your brother, Jerry. His Your dad's name is Joe. Your son's middle name is Joe. Yeah. You know, a lot of J's. He said, and your dad said, don't worry about it. Hey, or don't worry, kid. Don't worry, son. I've got the kid. You know, and so I know that they're all together. This medium I saw uh, or I talked to on the phone. She's from New York. Tony, the other night, uh, said it was, it was pretty late at night, and she fit me in. She said, Dow, you know, she said, you know, he, she's with the McQuillans all the time. She said, here's what he's saying that it's like this great party with family, friends. He said his friends are over there who drowned. So the drowning, he said the, the transitioning was easy. He said his family, friends with drinks and food, and he smokes a little weed. And- <laughs> and- <laughs> so and- he's still partying over okay. there. Is that and what you're
1: said, telling me, Joe?
0: It's what he is. That's his habit. He said, and nobody has to pick up a bill, nobody has to pay a check. You know, that's what she just told me. And she named the family members at her roundup.
1: Well, you know, and you and I read in the book that Chris uh, had worked at a camp helping other kids. And he was like a life coach.
0: Well, guy. he was a life coach, and it wasn't a camp. We sent him away to Inbalance Ranch Academy. Uh-oh. <laughs> drugs and alcohol and because he was my kid. He and, was a partier, man. <laughs> and I got to tell you something. This, this year, they just dedicated a new ranch house, bunkhouse, and they call it McQuillan Manor. They loved him. So he went there, finished high school there, stayed on his, his state, went to TL, which was called Transition Living. And then they asked him to stay on as a life coach. They wanted him to get his degree in, in, in social work so he could be a therapist there. They adored him. The family, the Barrasso's in, in in Tucson. um brought him in like, like, like he was one of theirs and they just adore him. And they come out for my, we have a golf outing every year for him. They fly in for it. I'm on their board of directors. The school is, you know, it's a, it's an old dude ranch where it's, it's teens between 14 and 18. And I go out and speak to the boys once a year. And, and, and to me, I see my son and every one of them, you know, I just adore those kids, you know, and I get to them and, and they get me, you know, so we're okay.
1: Well, and then you talk about in the book that um, with your writing that Chris has said that's what he's doing in heaven.
0: He's helping. And I've been told this by mediums, too, that that he's helping younger kids over there. He was like a pied piper for kids. Kids just mm-hmm. adored him. Mm-hmm. And so he's helping kids over there. You know, let me. I do want to circle back to automatic writing three quarters of the way through the book. As a matter of fact, I was in the editing process of it when I'm reading some other research and said, I, and I'm looking at the definition of automatic writing. I was like, oops, you know, automatic writing is you go into a trance, you write in somebody else's handwriting and you have no idea what you've written. So mine can be called spirit or channel writing where it's kind of like getting messages through your head and you just pick up and write it. And so I literally had to go back and change every term in my book, you know, from from autom- or from automatic to spirit or channel writing.
1: Okay. And that's what I mentioned to you on the break. We were talking about this. And when I wrote my last book, why I went out there, Wake Up, the Universe is Speaking to You. And I talk about energy and God and all these things that we're talking about today. And a lot, of most of it, I'm going to say all of it came from God. I mean, I could just, and, and it was funny. And I knew it was real for me because I would write something and then I'd go back and I'd like write the same thing, and I'm like, wait a minute, yeah. you know, I'm writing the same thing twice. Okay, where is this coming from? And then you start to realize it's coming from a higher power, and then right. you're like, okay, yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> it's not really me cool. messing up; it's God. So it's yeah. okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, I, I, it was the same thing. One book I had read and loved was Conversations with God, right. Neil Donald Walsh. It was, in fact, once again, I listened to it. Right. Audibly. And I just thought it was amazing. And I knew that I had some kind of personal relationship with God. I didn't think of uh, as a judge or a, a cosmic, you know, uh, jury. You know, I was raised by a loving father. My old man was tough as nails. His name on the railroad was Iron Joe. Oh, but man. he couldn't get through a toast, which he would toast to my family without breaking down. He never ended a conversation with me that wasn't it didn't end with I love you. Right. So he, I was raised by this wonderful, tough guy. Right. So it was easy for me to embrace a loving father as a heavenly father. Not everybody has that break. Right. Everybody's got that benefit. So it wasn't a big stretch to believe that there is a loving father who would never hurt me personally. So that's why it was tough when when Chris died. It was like, dude, I thought we were tight. Why'd you take my kid? You know,
1: right. well, I think a lot of people probably he did, not of
0: course. Sure. Mm-hmm. And they got to get over it because. Connecting with that God is the only thing that's going to, you'll, you'll never heal, but it's the only thing that'll get you through it.
1: Right. No, and, and I, I realize that. And there's a lot of people, I think, um, I lost my sister um, a few years back, and it I'm was sorry. really difficult. Yeah, thank you. It was yeah. difficult for my parents because she was the oldest child. She died, died of leukemia, and it wasn't something we were expecting. Right. And, so it was uh, it was a shock, and I think my mom and dad just had such a difficult time, where I have children too, and I would imagine that it would have been just heartbreaking. And my mom's had a difficult time, I will tell you that, because, you know, like, like yourself, you know, how could my oldest daughter, you know, how could she go before me? And I think because they're in their 80s, and that was a difficult thing um, for my mom. You know, so I, 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 I'm
0: still driving down the street now. See, I've got his picture on the odometer. Yeah, I should yeah. be paying more attention to the speed, but I, right, I have pictures right there, which is more important than how fast I'm driving. And right. uh, and, and there's times that I just start crying, you know. And right. and I and it's like, damn, you are, you know, you're not gone, but you're gone. You know, you're not yeah. may not be gone, but Christmas morning, you didn't wake up excited about gifts and give me a big hug. You know what I mean? Right. I, I knew you right. were there. We talked, um, but it's
1: it's a bad trade. But it's the only yeah. downtown dance. It's the only only thing we got. I know, and he's such a bright light. But he has given you such a huge gift by he helped you write this book.
0: You know what? He 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 more than helped me. And when I would be, when I would be, when I would be drifting, he put me back on spot and say, "Dad, you need to write this book. There's people that need this message from us." And literally, like, dude, get going. You know, right. quit babying yourself. Suck it up and. You know, and get writing. And, and specifically, cool. it's, it's you know, it's for everybody, but for some reason, it's more socially acceptable for women to process, go to groups, go to, you know, I go to some of these events and there's two or three guys and 100 women, you know.
1: That's why I'm so excited to see you. Too. Not to interrupt you, Joe, but that's yeah. why I'm so excited to see you and have you on my show <laughs> because, you know, it's not just a girl thing, it's a thing, right. it's a whole thing. <laughs>
0: It's yeah. a thing. And, and, you know, and, and if, if I can do this, anybody can. You know what I mean? If, if I can find this path, you know, and if I'm really okay. I mean, I've had a bunch of buddies. I got guys who play in the NFL, guys who run funds, guys who, you know. And they're all these wonderful, loving guys. But most of them are pretty solid fellas, and I've gotten a few. I would have never believed any of this if you didn't write it. But the fact that you write it, I buy
1: it huge that is huge and i think that's why christopher wanted you to do it yeah know. me too well we will be back here in okay. a little bit and i want you to talk a little bit about the energy and the energy of the beaches in florida we sure. talk a, bit, a little bit about that in your book and and the quartz crystal and uh, some like of the us one i'm holding little- yeah you and i the audience doesn't know but we can see each other and we both have the crystals here so that's so fun we'll be back here soon with the high road
2: we'll be right back with the high road and more don't forget to visit nancy's website nancyyearout.com to sign up for her intuitive personal coaching program or to book a psychic reading
0: Kids from Oklahoma, man, we don't waste it. I'm just trying to paint the picture for me.
2: it's merging.
3: Halloween is almost here, and the scarecrows, or tatty-doolies as the Scottish call them, are out. But Halloween is all about trick-or-treating, and that means candy. The average American eats 24 pounds of candy a year, and most of that consumption occurs around Halloween. What do you call a person who loves to eat? A grand gozier. Popular costumes for this year are happy face and wink face emojis. Of course, since it's a presidential election year, there are various costume choices for those who wish to dress up as Democratic candidate Hillary Clinton or Republican candidate Donald Trump. If you ask me, the only thing scarier than Halloween this year is the presidential election. What's another word for the fear of Halloween? Samhainophobia. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Word.
4: If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on TokenHead.com. Hour. for more information on the million dollar mindset go to our website marla that's m-a-r-l-a-t-a-b-a-k-a.com it's the million dollar mindset with marla tabaka monday afternoons at 2 1 p.m central on talkinghead.com
2: we want to thank you so much for listening to high road to humanity This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now welcome back to The High Road.
1: Hey, welcome back to The High Road. We've got Joe McQuillan here with his book, My Search for Christopher, on the other side. And Joe and I were talking on the break about crystals or right before we left. And asked, Joe, talk to us about the beach in Florida, because the energy, I, I talk about energy a lot. And can you tell us about the energy of that beach and how Chris came through to you? Absolutely. My
0: w- oldest, one of my best friends on the planet is a guy named Al Conrad. And Al and I grew up together. And and. In, in Buffalo, we met first day freshman high school in South Buffalo, and I threw, found spiritual, orig, uh, spirituality through recovery. And he found it through the death of his first wife, Debbie, from cancer, wow. who my son is connecting with her. The medium told me the other night, mentioned Al, mentioned Debbie. It was crazy. So anyhow, I'm at Al's wedding the November after Christopher crossed over, and I didn't, I didn't want to go anywhere. But I wouldn't, but this kid's just too important. This kid, he's 62 years old. You know, this guy's just too important <laughs> right. for me not to go. And I had been to the ranch earlier in November for a fundraiser, and, and, and they asked me to keynote speak. And, and, and I love the ranch, and I love those people. And they're doing such good. So I go to this wedding, and uh, I do what I normally do I'm sitting outside. The reception is at this uh, kind of like a wine shop and restaurant. And there's tables outside. So I'm sitting outside with a couple of his buddies having a cigar. And uh, and and a, a, an Uber comes up to pick up a guy and his wife. So I opened the door for her. And that was my opportunity to bolt, right? I've left every party in my life. It's called the Irish Goodbye, where you just take <laughs> off.
1: That's great.
0: And you can't make eye contact. You know, when my <laughs> wife tries, she, like, looks at people and waves. I go, you're killing the mojo here. You yeah. just got to <laughs> go <laughs> head to the door. Right? So I did. jumped in my car and... Uh, and, and just in the GPS, I just plugged in beaches and I ended up in a beach in Sarasota. And there were two beaches, Lido Key and, and uh, Siesta Key. And I went to one one night, one the next night. I had never felt closer to him since he crossed. It was amazing. I walked on this beach. I rolled up my pants. They made me wear long pants to the wedding, which was also unfair. And, and, and lit a cigar in the big, beautiful moon and just walking up. And I just felt him right next to me. I mean, right there, and I talked to him and I cried, and it was soul uplifting and and amazing and and I just thought it was a great event. The next day was wonderful too, you know the same thing I took off from another after party and and blew out and did it to the other you know thought I was going to the same beach, ended up at another beach because you know the g p s told me so you know just as wonderful, and my buddy, Al came back. In in, in in September, I have a golf outing for for Chris, and it goes to Inbalance Ranch and Penguin Players, which is, you know, uh, young adults who do theater with. And he Christopher was a mentor at that. Young adults who do theater with disabilities, most of them Downs, but, and he was just you know, and he connected that. So these guys split the dough, and uh, and and everybody shows up from both of those places, and so, uh, Al comes in and said. It was the year the tornado was coming through. And he was still at my golf outing because that's Al, right? And and he said, yeah, well, we weren't worried about Siesta Keep because the Indians know it's sacred because it's quartz crystal. I go, whoa, wait, back up. Tell me about this. So he did. I didn't believe him. I thought it was folklore. Went online, read it, and, and the sand there is quartz crystal. So it's like this, this this great cell tower, you know, that stretches this whole beach. And came down from the Appalachian Mountain 2,000 years ago. And so I feel him so strongly there. Last December, I was visiting my sister in Naples, the one who's transitioning. <clears throat> and I went down to the beach in Naples, which is good. We connect on all beaches in Florida. That's but cool. the one in Sarasota is special. And I get, a, I get a message from Chris. I said, hey, Dad, go to Sarasota. It's like, dude, it's 10 o'clock at night. You know, I'm tired. You know, and I said, all right. If he were here and said, "Come get me. Come meet me for a couple hours," what would, how quick you would go. I go? Right?
1: No, no. In when you say, "When you say," did did you hear him in your head? Yeah. Is that? Yeah. Yes.
0: It's, okay. But like clear
1: as a bell. Like right. Like because right cause, it's and in I in your head. Yeah. Yeah, I need to clarify that because a lot of people who are listening to our show have never connected with a loved one. And I have, so I hear them in my head, and you hear them in your head. So I just wanted to clarify that. So people, if you really want to tune in, you can. You know what? Think about
0: watching. This is the first time this came to me, like an epiphany. <laughs> you know, okay. Think okay. about watching a movie you've seen five times. You know, The Hangover, right? Right. Whatever. You know, butch, Groundhog you know, Day. So oh, yeah, Bush Cassidy and the house on Dance kid. So, okay. you know, something you've seen. And before they say the line, you've got it in your head, right? Because, you know, the movie, that's how it sounds. That's how it feels. It's like, okay. and I didn't want to hear that. I wanted him to say, this is great. We're together here, pop. This is lovely. He said, go up to Sarasota. That's a four hour round trip, cat, you know, or, or, you know, kid. So, um, so I said, all right, buddy, I, I will, I will, uh, I'm going to go on my web, uh, my my phone, and if the beach is open, I'll go. And if it's not, I'm not going to go up there and have a locked fence, right? So I go on the phone and it says open 24 hours, so it's okay. <laughs> okay. It's like and, and Nance, like, like, you like you you've had those things. It's like okay. So stop. Got a little Red Bull pick. Made sure I had a couple cigars for the ride. And you're not supposed to do that in a rental car, but you got to be careful. So that's cool. I go up, <laughs> I, I go up there. And get on the beach at it, it, Siesta Key, and it's just amazing. The stars of the I've – been, I've been to Alaska. i have up in northern Michigan. I've known Upper Peninsula. I know what beautiful stars look like. I've never seen anything like this in my life. And I just laid back and just felt them all around me and just felt his love. And I was thinking of going over to Lido Key, which was the other one. Mm-hmm. And I literally got one of those voices, right, right. that said, next time, Pop, go home. You know, in other words, you did. Your, and and what I laugh about is I know that he's up up in heaven or over in heaven with a couple of his pals. And he nudges him and said, see, I told you the old man would show up You know. <laughs> and I, That's great. I, I'm i just not going to let him down. So, I'm, you know, same thing. Well, how how what would I give? How far out of my way would I go to connect with him if I knew I got to see him on this side? So to me, I'm going to do the same thing over there. You know, I'm going, you know.
1: Well, and it's the energy. It sounds, and from when I read your book and, and talking with you today, his energy is so strong that it's coming through, and he wants to connect to you. I also read in the book where he talks about there's kids who think their parents are gone, and they don't try to connect, and it sounded like he's trying to work with them to get them to connect with his family. Well, is that and right? He want,
0: yeah, and he okay. wants
1: me to connect
0: with the parents because, gotcha. Gotcha. He, you know what, it, he can get the kids sending out the message but if mom and dad aren't answering the email right yeah, and and, right. and by the way there's there's rules look them up figure them out email me right read my book right. you know there's you've got to get in that spot here's the deal think of us as cosmic slugs <laughs> you know we just, our energy is low mm-hmm. so when, when i align my chakra and when i i'm going to say i not anybody else but when i do this and i'm getting better at this too so when I do this, I can raise my level of energy in my consciousness. Your vibration. Make, yeah, your vibration. right. Exactly, right? Mm-hmm. Power versus force, right? Mm-hmm. If I can do that, mm-hmm. where it's I can raise myself high enough that he can actually lower his energy enough to connect, that's where the magic is. That's where right. the translation hits. But here's the deal, mom and dad. You got to go first. You got to put aside your fear of not connecting or being foolish or being naive. And saying, or not
1: believing. Not believing. Not believing.
0: Why don't would believe. you not believe? You know Why no. would you not believe? Right? But you're right. But put that aside because i got to tell you something. Buy, you know, buy a book. Buy this. And, 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 and if you try it your kid doesn't come through, email me. I'll send you your money back. You know what I mean? It's like I'll give you your misery back. If you can't connect, but you got to go first. If anybody read the secret, which I thought was a really great book, it was right. focused on, on y'all. It was focused on girls, ladies, women, right? And but, y'all. I love that. And y'all, <laughs> right. I loved it. Right. And I give it, yeah. I tell guys all the time, guys I sponsor and friends, I'll say, download it, listen to your car, you know, because there's a lot of good energy there. And part of that is big message there. You got to go first. The, 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 the universe will open up for you on every level But you've got to try first.
1: Do you feel like your meditation, because I I know through my meditation, that's what really has connected me with God. And, and, you know, I I feel connected because I do meditate and take the time. Do you feel like that's been an aha thing for you as well? The meditation?
0: You know, Chris can't talk to me when I'm talking. Right. He can be around me, but he can't give me a message if I'm chatting it up. So I've got to I've got to be able to find quiet, find that, and I listen to I'll random. I'll listen to meditation, guided meditation sometimes, music sometimes, just to put my mind and soul line them up, and that's where the magic is. That's where he comes through. He's come through and actually laughed at meditation music, said, you know, what? That's great. What are you W T F? What are you listening to, Dad? (laughs) He said music. It sounded like a phone ringing. You know, and he busting my stones on the other side.
1: Right. Joe, I could talk to you for another hour. Um, tell everybody where to get your book again and how to yeah, get in it, contact with you. Yeah. OK. So Joe McQuillan, uh, I have a
0: website: site, my on the other side. My email is J.B. McQuillan, at Gmail. Reach out. Well my, I'll send back my phone number. We can talk. My book is my Search for Christopher on the other side, Amazon.com. It's 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 a great book. You can get it back in, in, in a couple of days from Amazon. They're awesome. Um do it, reach out and, and go first, please people. Just take a shot. Yeah,
1: I agree with you. Yeah. Hey, um Joe, thanks for being on my show. I'm I'll probably have you back. I just love talking to you. Uh, you know I'm a good Scottish girl, man, and you're an yeah, Irish guy, boy. Absolutely. We get along great. <laughs> Do you want to know something? My, I don't know if you got a second, but no,
0: my okay. one me. of Christopher's friends tr- transitioned a few months ago, and he died in overdose, and, and a lovely neighbor, and she's moved, but she's very close to us, and so these guys were inseparable until about six years old, but he died. So she asked if I could get a, a bagpipe for his funeral like I had at Christopher's, so I did, and I was talking to the Piper, and he said, the reason the music is magic, because the old Celts believe that the sound of the pipe is the only sound that can be heard on both sides of the veil.
1: Ah, oh, that is wonderful. Thank you for leaving us with that. Hey, thanks, Joe McCullen. My awesome. pleasure. <laughs>
0: so are you, Nancy.
1: Today on the High Road. Hey, next week we've got Catherine... hopefully I'm I'm not pronouncing her name incorrectly, it's Infinite Possibilities, How to Use the Ideas of Neville Goddard to Create the Life You Want. So that's next week on The High Road to Humanity and I just want to thank everybody for tuning in and get out there and connect with your loved ones because if you really want to I mean there is a higher power out there guys, do some meditation, do some of the stuff that Joe's telling you about and go out there and buy his book and um, also I'll have some information on my website nancyyrout.com you can uh email me as well at nancyyrout at gmail.com and joe thank you again and i'm I, I probably will have you back here to visit me one more time on the high road maybe I'd down the it. road huh you
0: know where to find me
1: <laughs> okay joe take care of yourself you too thank you
0: you for me, something I could get the damn about and maybe 4D is and I've been and willing and able to edit the story. Cause there's so many people here to be so
1: damn lonely. Hey you guys, join me next week on the high road for more stories filled with wisdom, love and hope for our future. Have a fabulous week and know when you stay on the high road, you make it to your destination. Visit my website at nancyyourout.com where you can sign up for my intuitive life coaching or a psychic reading. If you have any questions please email me at nancyyearout at gmail.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T at gmail.com. This is Nancy Out lighting the way to your high road to success.
0: Right now, right now, I'm switching to a new lane. Foot to the floor, man, searching for the real thing. Know somebody else sometimes ain't no
3: shame. Head to the closet. It's like can I get a connection?